Thanksgiving Eve has always been very interesting to me. There have been so many changes down through the years in churches regarding Thanksgiving Eve. There was a time when we had services on Wednesday night, even before Thanksgiving, the day before Thanksgiving. Go ahead and knock that out at the top. And uh, then we, pastors and people in the church started saying, well, we ought to give the women an opportunity to fix the food on Wednesday, not have Wednesday night service. We used to have Wednesday night service and have a service on Thanksgiving Day because Thanksgiving Day is all about God. I thank God for leading me to build a rich uh, Thanksgiving holiday with my children, all seven of them, and we just had a wonderful Thanksgiving for so many years. And I give God the glory, praise, and honor for that. And I'm one of those parents that I believe that the children need to go out and start their families and start their own traditions as far as things like that. That's something that I did not set out to do. I told my oldest daughter, Danny, tonight, she was born on Thanksgiving and uh, at that time, I was not big on having a Thanksgiving tradition, uh, but God, he reeled me on in into the Thanksgiving spirit. And, uh, and I mean that, he, he put that in my heart. And so, uh, none of us ever thought that we would write uh, over 10 books on Thanksgiving alone together as a family. Uh, none of us ever thought we would have an annual Thanksgiving service. Uh, none of us ever thought we would do podcasts on Thanksgiving. And, uh, and my daughter, uh, Daniela Danny White, my oldest daughter, by the way, it's her birthday. And uh, and I give God the glory that she did what I wrote in the book, Letters to Young Black Women, and has become a great success and doing quite well in her life. And uh, so much so, she has helped her father in the ministry. 
as she always has, and now she's helping her siblings. And by helping her siblings get going, uh, she's helping me as well. Uh, because I don't have the energy to sometimes to be doing some of the things that uh, she can do. My daughter Danny can do in five minutes the, 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 that which would take me five hours. And so that's a great blessing and a great help. And uh, so pray for them, pray for my children, pray for our family on this Thanksgiving and uh, we'll be praying for you. Uh, the uh, but Wednesday nights are interesting to me. We've always had Wednesday night services and the churches that I have pastored and uh, our ministry. Uh, we never thought about taking off on Wednesday night to cook like some people do. And now it's, 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 it's uh, something that's permanent in churches where people don't even go to church on Wednesday night. It's a night of shopping a night of putting the final touches on the pie and on the cake and cooking and so forth and so on. And I think we all have to be careful to remember now that Thanksgiving is not about the turkey. And, and nobody loves a well-cooked turkey like me. Uh, it's something uh, special about turkey meat. Uh, I had some today and uh, it tastes real real good and um, but it's not about the food. The food is good, it's wonderful but it cannot be about that. It is about God and giving thanks to him. And so, if you are a child of God, you ought to have a spirit of thanksgiving. Turn in your Bibles now. I have a burden from the Lord to continue this series. We're taking a little break after hitting a message in sermon number 500 regarding prayer, uh, praying through the Bible. And, uh, and so two weeks in a row, God has led me to continue with wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, Please stand for the reading of God's holy word. Pay close attention to it in the King James Version. Turn in your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 3. And you will see with your own eyes, predicted by the Apostle Paul, through the power of the Holy Ghost, from a jail cell, the age of wokeism or the age of deceptionism. And I told you that many people were going to die because that's what deceptionism or wokeism, 
leads to. Did you see the fierce demonic face of the man who killed the people at Walmart? Have you seen the demonic face spaced out face of the black man who killed three black upwardly mobile brothers, young men. Did you see the demonic uh, image today of the man standing or sitting before he couldn't stand, evidently, before the judge looking like a demon. Uh, do you see his face? The, that's, that's the face of a person who is a demon possessed. All three of these people. One is the fierce look. Hard forehead, looking down like this with eyes up. Then the spaced out, clownish look. Like they don't really, they're not there. They, you can wave your hand in front of the face, they're not there, they don't blink an eye. When you see people like that, uh, you need to start praying and running. Bless your heart. Because Uh, and if you get a check in your spirit at Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow because you invited somebody who used to be normal but now they're woke and they're demon possessed and they're looking at you like this and got a deep dark voice yeah, uh, uh, how you doing there Bobby I'm doing fine that's I killed everybody around the table yeah, you better run you better stop praying and running skip and get it <laughs> skippy, skippy, and get it. Yeah, I'm serious, people. If you, if you, if you get a check in your spirit about a Negro, be they white or black, you skip. You know how people say, down in the hood, you you would take a little skip, then you start running. That's what you need to do. You're going to hear more and more about these kinds. Th these are these are woke deaths, my friends. These four right here, right before Thanksgiving. This is not. This is not your run-of-the-mill uh, mass shooting. I mean, these these. Watch this. This is what I told you all in the beginning when I started preaching on wokeism. This is designed to rip your heart out of your chest through your throat and leave everything mangled. See, this this right here, this is this is satanic, man. You people who and 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 and, and and you Americans are something else. 
You just roll right on along, show no pause, show no respect, show no love to the family. You just roll right on along talking about soccer, talking about football, and talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and I met a man in Texas today. And uh, for some reason, we got on the subject of the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, I said, do you like the Cowboys or something? He said, no. He said, I like every other team but the Cowboys. I said, boy, boy. I said I've never heard that in my life. But you just talk about everything. And just keep on getting up. Go right on in the stores at the... A man, a manager. Now, can you imagine this? Here's your manager coming in, laughing. That's demonic. That's wokeism. That's deception. A young man, 22 years old, had to be college educated. He was a manager. Got his own house. And saw them in the break room and started laughing. That's demon possession people you listen to me you get around people who do the little grin when you talk to them and and, and that little demonic grin that little demonic smile for no reason uh, you better watch out well, what, what, what is there the laugh about you getting ready to send people out into eternity including yourself see wokeism is a lie from the devil and it will leave you in a lie and hopeless and empty no matter how much money you got from the devil and his crowd no matter what kind of house you got from the devil and his crowd no matter what kind of God you got from the devil and his crowd and what kind of job you have here you are a manager at 22 years old pardon me Walmart pays their managers well. And I've always uh, have seen the uh, Walmart workers as the salt of the earth. These are the humble, humble, common people, the salt of the earth people. It's a certain kind of person who works at hard, uh, works at Walmart. They're very hard working for very, for for not that much pay, but they are faithful and loyal. And they they work their behinds off. Don't you don't you think for one minute that's an easy job? What they do. And I've always seen them that way. And I've all and it takes a certain kind of person. The 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 normally good-hearted people. And here come the devil on a what? Tuesday night? Getting ready to start the third shift? 
which should be a little bit lighter than the other shifts. And and he he did not discriminate. He he killed white and black and a sixteen year old. I'm here to tell you, my beloved, it is the satanic demonic spirit of wokeism as we call it. I believe the Bible, God calls it deceptionism, deceiving one another and being deceived. That young black man looking like a demon, looking fierce. He was deceived by the devil. And Jesus said about the devil, he's a murderer from the beginning. And not only is he a liar, the truth is not in him. That's wokeism, as you call it. It's deceptionism. Nowadays, and it's going to get worse and worse, even secular people. Secular newsmen and newswomen are saying, uh, and commentators say, it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. It's not going to end. And, and, and the next thing they're going to say is what I've been saying. You can get all the guns, all, all, you get all the guns you want to on the streets. It's still not going to end because murder is in the hearts of these people who are filled with devils and demons. Okay? This is no joke. Over 600 going on, set, going on 700 mass shootings in America alone this year. Did you hear what I said? See, see, you know, you didn't hear because you want to go on to the next shiny little thing on television. You want to keep on living in la-la land while the world and you are going to hell. See, that's, that's the American spirit, which is a demonic spirit. That's the American way. Let's keep getting up. I made it. I'm still alive. I didn't get killed, so let's keep getting up. Let the dead bury the dead, so to speak. But we're going to keep on moving. When we ought to take pause in this situation. We ought to consider. One man said we need to get to a very tired phrase. We need to get together and help solve this problem. That sounds, that, that, you know what, that doesn't even sound good. And uh, next week is, uh, well before this week is out, there's going to be another one. And we are going to forget the four white children, white teenagers in Idaho. We're gonna, we've already, not me, but many people have already forgotten the three black young men. I don't even know if they're in the ground yet. But the news cycle has already run them out. The pro-homosexual media is trying to keep the homosexual thing and trying to, trying to 
get as, squeeze as much juice out of that as they can. And they don't want to mention one homosexual media personality uh, said he, he calls himself uh, um, non-binary. And I don't know which demon is that. And, but I do know if one person is calling themselves they and them, uh, calling himself they and them, uh, that's what... Uh, I call legions of demons. You, 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 you got multiple demons inside of you. And and a lesbian woman, when they they tried to bring up, he calls himself the uh, they and them. She said, I don't want to hear that. Oh, I said, All right then, okay. So you don't read that anymore. That's good. She said, I don't. I, I'm not calling him that. I'm not calling him a they or them. And then somebody said, well, we're back to normal English again. Good. Because I'm not going to do that either. I, I, see, 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 that's wokeism for you. That's deceptionism. See. And, and women who were lesbians, uh, who called themselves lesbians, lesbians, uh, they, they, uh, got serious real quick when the so-called transgendered women with penises wanted to be with them. Wanted to get with the lesbians. And the lesbians said, no, 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 you, you're not the same thing. Well, what? I thought y'all were supposed to be together. LGBTQ. Uh, what happened? No, no, we don't want them. They're, they're, they're not real women. They can't be lesbians. They're men. This is wokeism, people. Mind-bending wokeism, demonism, and deceptionism. You must understand the greatest deceiver of all time is Satan. And he's got people's minds all messed up today. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. That's not only disobedient to parents, that includes disrespectful to parents. For woke people practice reductionism. It's, it's rooted in pride. It is trying. It's, it's it's about reducing you down under them, and they they practice moral superiority. They condemn what is right, and hold up what is wrong, and curse you and get mad at you because you won't accept transgender. Uh, transgenderism, genderism. 
you don't believe it's right that a 16-year-old girl ought to get her breasts cut off and supposedly try to come, become a boy. First of all, that is not happening. That, that can't happen. God made you male or female. That's it. That's all you get. There's no LGBTQ plus my foot. Man or woman. That's what you are. That's how God made you. And uh, and don't get mad at me because I don't want to deal with you and your foolishness. Two cannot walk. See, th- th- you, this is a verse you need to remember, you people who still have good sense and you have not allowed your mind to be bent down to the ground, licking dirt. This is a verse you need to remember. Two cannot walk together lest they be agreed. I do not agree with you that a man can be a woman and a woman can be a man. That's, that's, that's mind-bending deceptionism and lying straight from Satan himself. And see, this is one of the reasons why Satan is mad at me because I'm, I'm telling the truth and shining a light on his lying foolishness. That got people all messed up. Now we got people who went, tried to get the transgender operations and all of that, got it, and they realized they were still a man or a woman, and now they're trying to detransition. That's some demonic foolishness from hell, and your life will be forever messed up because you cannot reattach a penis, and you cannot reattach your breast that God gave you. Your life is messed up. And the devil led you to mess it up through deception. And see, here's what the devil does to you people. He will deceive you, get you to do some stupid, dumb stuff, and then leave you and laugh at you. See, that's where, that's where this laughter comes in when people come in to shoot and kill and kill themselves. That's demonism. That's demon activity. Have you ever seen these little demonic grins that people have? People who are filled with demons, they will try to force a grin, which is demonic. I've seen it with my own eyes. You say, well, where did you see that? I've seen it in my own life who I believe is demon-possessed. There's no, it's inexplicable. Oh, you sweet evangelist, you are not to say that, my brother. You are not to say that. Well, I have to tell the truth. It's inexplicable otherwise, her behavior. I have to live with it, you don't. I hope to God you have a godly, virtuous, loving Christian woman because having a Christian woman makes a difference. A born-again one. See, because here I have so much confidence in the gospel and so much confidence in salvation changing a person. I don't want to hear it otherwise. No, you're not going to tell me that you're going to stay the same and you you saved and born again. I, I would never believe you. And you're still full of hell and the devil and talking about this, this, that's just how I am and all that. No. God knows how to fix that. 
the Holy Ghost of God knows how to fix that. You're going to conform into the image of Christ. I don't care how big and bad and bold and proud you are. If God can tame me and make me heal and make me understand that there are limits. And see, that's what God wants you to understand now. He, he has... Uh, he doesn't have any limits but those he put upon himself. For example, he is not going to make you get saved. He's going to do everything else he can do to get you to come to your senses and get saved. But he's not going to make you get saved. Because he didn't make you a robot. He's not going to violate your free moral agency. He's not going to do it. He, he limits himself that way. But he, when he specializes in teaching his children, there are limits. And if you abide in my boundaries, uh, you will enjoy life and you still be blessed and, and have peace and so forth. But you must obey me. And you can't go past certain boundaries. You can't touch that tree that I told you not to touch. My tree is fat, fine women. That, that right there is going to get me in trouble real quick. And so God taught me to fear him and to respect him and reverence him. So that I, he, don't, he, don't, he doesn't have to worry about that with me. Is it still a temptation? Yes. But I'm not doing that because I like being blessed. And I don't like pain. And I like favor. And I like privileges. I like being able to, in a clear conscience, getting up and doing what I'm doing right now. I like what God has done in my life. And he made it very clear to me, if you don't do what I tell you, I will not bless you. I will not use you. I will not show you favor. Here's a key word for the night, the night before Thanksgiving. Unthankful. See, people are unthankful today. Unholy. Without natural affection. Truce breakers. False accusers. Liars. Make up things on you. Incontinent. Fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. Why? Because evil communications corrupt good manners. For this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lusts. Many pastors have done this. Many church, so-called church leaders have done this getting a man's wife's number and texting her and uh, and texting the panties right off of her as Fred 
Frederick C. Price said one time, there are some men who know how to talk so well, you, uh, he can talk the panties right off of a woman. Silly-minded women who have no scruples, they're weak, and uh, will do anything uh, if the right man comes into the house uh, and lead them to silliness, foolishness, and leave them behind with regret and lies and pain and heartache for the rest of their lives. Verse 7, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. You must understand woke people resist the truth. Why? Because they are hell-bent on being deceived and deceiving others. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. These people are corrupt in their hearts, their minds, their spirits, and uh, they have no interest in the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. They want to tear that down. That's another pillar that needs to be torn down so that they can advance. People, you can play if you want to. I'm with Dr. Ed Young. This is the worst thing that has ever hit America and the world. But it was predicted in the Bible, so you don't need to be scared. You need to take heed. Because you're going to lose it. Even the elect are being deceived. That is, even people who claim to be saved are being deceived by this. You and see, this is why I told you you cannot try to argue your way out of this with people. You cannot politic your way out of this with people. You can only pray your way out of this and uh, truth your way out of this and keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord and not on what's going on with the devil in, in this world. A few will follow you, but not many. And a whole lot going to go in the opposite direction. Because one of the things the devil uses in his deception is money and material things. Just like he tempted Jesus Christ with those things in the world, he, and Jesus resisted and won over that temptation. Uh, most of the people living today, uh, when there's some money and kingdoms and material things and riches dangling in front of them, they will betray Jesus Christ like Judas for that money. And then they get the money. They get the house. They get the car. And what do they have? Nothing. They're empty. They're not happy. They're not satisfied. They're not content. And so they travel here and yon trying to find happiness. But they don't realize that they're empty. 
And so they can go down to Barbados, they can go to the Bahamas, they can go to the green waters of the Virgin Islands, they can go to Mount McKinley up in Alaska, uh, they can go to Hawaii, and you can go anywhere in the world. The scenery is not going to change you, and once you land uh, in that beautiful place, guess who you're going to meet first and foremost? You're going to meet yourself, the same person who left the Atlanta Hartsfield uh, Airport. You're going to meet yourself. And uh, when you meet yourself, he or she is just as miserable as they were when they got on the plane. And then to get a little excitement, you have to up the ante of sin. Now a woman is not good enough for you. You got to have a man too, which is demonic. And wokeism is very tied to that demonic spirit of homosexuality. Anything that's mind-bending and mind-twisting. Wokeism is far because the devil is the author of confusion. And that's what we have in the world today. Verse 9, But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men as theirs also was. But thou hast fully known my doctrine. Go back to the word of God. You know what I taught you, Paul said. Hold on to that. Stick with that. You know not only my doctrine, but you know my man of life. My purpose, my aim, my goals. What I'm about. Faith. In God through Jesus Christ, long suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. He gives them a little history lesson of his persecutions and attacks against them for the cause of Christ. And I'm still here, is basically what, I'm, what he's saying. What persecutions, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Uh, for true born-again Christians, this age is an age full of persecutions. Not only coming from the world and the devil, but coming from people in the church who awoke and who are filled with demonism and deceptionism. Everybody, I know I know you want everybody to be saved in the church. I do too, but everybody is not saved in the church. In fact, I would venture to say over 80% of the people in churches today are lost and on their way to a devil's hell and have never been saved. And most pastors don't even know how to get saved themselves. This has all been proven. So if they don't know how to get saved, they don't know how to tell somebody else how to get saved, which we would assume they would know that. Uh, then they're not saved either. 
Yea, and all that will live godly is not only just be a Christian, but those who live godly. That means godly people stand against mind-bending demonic foolishness, wokeism from hell that does not make sense. A man with a man, we're going to stand against that. See, and see, this is what where some Christians lose it. They somehow think, well, this is my Christianity, and if I want to allow that into my church, I, I can do that. No, you can't. See, those who live godly shall suffer persecution, not only because they are Christians, they are going to suffer persecution because they live godly, and they stand, therefore, against ungodliness, which oftentimes is stupid which oftentimes is mind-bending foolishness, which oftentimes is, uh, it doesn't make sense. See, one of the things that I loved about Christianity when I first got saved, my dear friends, it made sense. It is logical. Let me tell you something. Everything about God, my dear friends, is logical. Is a one, two, three thing. It adds up. It makes sense. Don't allow yourself to be so weak, Christian friend, where you start joining over things that not only are they unholy and ungodly and wicked and evil and abominable, but they don't even make sense. A boy wanting to turn himself, he's not even old enough to be to know what a man is, a boy is, want to turn himself into a girl, which is impossible. A girl wanting to turn herself into a boy, which is impossible. Monstrous looking drag queens sitting in a library reading to children and, and, and the and the little women in the community coming, thinking that they are doing something uh, noble, bringing their children, letting their children sit on their nasty laps. That does not make sense. That does not compute. See, wokeism does not make sense. Because it is ungodly and it is unholy. Those who live godly in Christ Jesus, that is the Lord, shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. That's why even the media people today, the uh, news commentators said after the shooting in Walmart, by the way, there was another shooting in Philadelphia tonight. By the time I finish preaching, there's going to probably be another shooting. Mass shooting, not just one person. And then Chicago, just by itself, with its homosexual, woke mayor, married, woman married to a woman, 
one of the largest, most important cities in the world, That's the only, I'm not going to do it, because it would be such a huge step down for me, for, for me to do it. I'm not going to do that, and I don't believe God would lead me to do that. But this is one of the reasons why uh, I would run for office, because if a little weak little woman married to a woman lesbian can become the mayor of Chicago, surely I can become the president of the United States very easily. Very easily. Uh, I mean, not even, I, I have no concern about it whatsoever. But for me to do that would be a huge step down, not a step up. I'm over the president. I tell the president what to do. The president doesn't tell me anything. I tell other presidents what to do. I don't. I don't. Uh, and I want them to do it because God told me to tell them to do it. I, 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 and then I don't. I'm not. I'm not working for the people. See, when you become a president and and, and a mayor and a governor. Uh, the people tell you what to do. I can't have people telling me what to do because I got I hear from God. You know, when y'all want, when you all want, you all want to finally have a theocracy, then you might want to look me up. But uh, a democracy, no. Uh -uh. And I and I'm telling people all around the world, leaders all around the world. Fighting for, to do what we're doing in America is not worth dying for, my friends. You hear me? Uh, uh Freedom to be a homosexual, freedom to be a lesbian, that's not worth dying for. That's not, uh, uh No soldier should die for that. Nobody should fight for that. Deceiving. And being deceived, that's, that's wokeism in a nutshell, deceptionism. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, that's what you need to get back to, the Holy Bible. The Word of God. Don't be scared. Read your Bible again. I guarantee you, you read the Bible from cover to cover, it'll show you everything that's happening in the world today. See, one of the benefits of a Bible education, it will take away fear in your heart, mind, soul, and spirit by showing you the light. And when you see the light, walk ye in it. Through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. You need to get back to the holy word of God, my dear friend. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, 
in righteousness. That's what God is about. Not only getting saved, but righteousness, godliness, in your behavior, in your thought patterns, in your attitude. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you, Lord, for this interesting day. Lord, we should not be surprised at how this day went on Wednesday. Uh, For we're not ignorant of the devil's devices. And so, Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word. I pray that you'll grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, your anointing, the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your holy word, to teach your holy word, and to preach your holy gospel that others may come to know you as Savior. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. To just say a few more words as we move along in this long series. Wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub. This love of self, as I was talking with you about last night, is, you know, this this selfishness, this uh, only concern about yourself. This love of self is the foundation for all the depravity that follows in Paul's description of this woke age. Love of self. Not concerned about your parents anymore, but going to make sure you take care of yourself. Not concerned about your siblings, just self. Not concerned about the people freezing to death in Ukraine, just yourself. And uh, listen to me, I believe the spirit of Americanism is selfish. We, we, we don't even come close to having the right kind of love and compassion for people uh, when they are going through the most horrendous time. We show no respect for a parent who has lost their child as long as we have not lost ours. But God does not like ugly. And I assure you that your day is coming when you're going to see the world passing by and got their little college flags and NFL flags on their cars and getting ready to go do some barbecuing at the stadium, screaming and hollering and so forth, and and they all heard the news that your child just got murdered. That's not going to stop them. 
It is the spirit of America which has run amok. Nobody's going to pause for your child, not one inch, not, not one minute. And you're going to see the world go on while you are hurting and, and very few will come by to say anything to you. The love of many in America has waxed cold. You say, preacher, do you love America? Yes, I've been around the world. I'm, I have to love America. But uh, I love America so much to tell America the truth. Black and white, red and yellow. Because through prayer and through the reading of the Word of God and through the preaching of the Word of God, that's the only thing that can help deliver people from wokeism and deceptionism. But readers should note that lovers of themselves, which comes first, can be regarded as the source from which all the others that follow spring. Calvin said that. It is no accident that the first of these qualities will be a life that is centered in self. You know what I have told my wife down through the years as to the reason why uh, she did not want to hug her children while growing up, did not want to say I love you, did not want to even wish her, her husband happy birthday or happy spiritual birthday. She knew it was our birthday when the birthdays rolled around. But for some demonic reason, she didn't want to do that. You say, are you mad about that? Nope. I thought it was odd and I thought it was strange in the beginning of our marriage. Because I had always uh, heard that a wife and a mother, that's, that's pretty much her job, to remember everybody's birthday. And uh, as a Christian family grows, spiritual birthdays. In fact, I wish my daughter Danny two birthdays, uh, birthday wishes today. Happy birthday wishes. And the one that's most important to me is when she got saved when she was seven years old. Danny truly got saved. She's acted like a saved person. Um, growing up in my house, uh, she acted like a saved person. And she opposed her mother's bad behavior respectfully, meaning she would ask me, or she would tell me something that's going on, or she would ask me. She always did it respectfully, but she knew that something was off with her mother. Because she would ask me, even as a young, pure-hearted child, I'm, I'm talking about four, five, six years old, she would ask me, why is mommy not 
doing what she's supposed to do? Why won't she just go ahead on and do the right thing? And all I could say to her is, Danny, to me, is stupid. That's all I could say. I didn't call her stupid, but I said what she's doing is stupid. That's all. That's all right. <laughs> because uh, uh, it didn't make any sense. So I guess she was woke before woke. But I wish my daughter two birthdays today, and I emphasize the spiritual birthday. And I told her no matter how woke this world gets, don't you ever forget the day you met Jesus. She was the first of the seven children who got saved on their seventh birthday, led to the Lord by me. The greatest privilege in my life. Along with raising them. And I have many precious memories. Little tears came down her eyes when she got saved 25 years ago today. And I remember the night, Thanksgiving night, that she was born in Athens, Georgia, at St. Mary's Hospital, 32 years ago today. She helped me to write the book Letters to Young Black Women, and she did it to a T. She did what I told her to do, and she's a grand success before the age of 30. And what I taught her was not wokeism. I taught her the truth because wokeism is deceptionism. If you will, I taught her truthism. And she was, because she was a Christian, was one of the most unselfish children. One of the things I, I could trust my daughter, Nan, and everybody else could trust her. Whatever we ate, I could trust her to serve out the food equally. I didn't have to watch her. She was going to make sure everybody got the same amount. And if need be, she might take a little bit less, but, but she didn't have to do that. I thank God for that. She made sure everybody got the right portion. I didn't never had to watch her doing that. The need the same. My daughter, my second daughter, oldest daughter, the need the same thing. See, that's that's the mark of a Christian person when you can be trusted to do things, and that's where God wants to get you as a believer in Christ, where He can trust you, He can depend upon you. That you're not going to touch that apple on that tree. Rather obey me, God. And so, dear friends, if you're not there yet, if maybe you don't even know what I'm talking about, maybe you need to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Great market.
the adjective. Because light and truth, salvation through believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, is the only way you want to make it. Now, my dear friends, in this age of wokeism, or this age of deceptionism, for Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. You need to truly believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and ride that rocket ship all the way to heaven. Past the lies, past the devil's deception, sin, mind-bending foolishness, stuff that don't even make sense. Even secular people said it's going to get worse. And so, my dear friends, you need to follow the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. You need to become born again. Notice what what Jesus Christ said. He said the most wonderful words, the most loving words, and the most important words in the history of the world to mankind uh, to to deliver him from darkness and bring him into great light. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Dear friend, that is the gospel, that is the good news. Nobody in the world could could have put the gospel and the good news better than Jesus Christ himself. He made it very simple for you to get saved. Understand that you are a sinner. You have broken the commandments of God and Jesus Christ by lying, by stealing, by being proud, being stubborn, being selfish, uh, lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things. Dishonoring your parents, disobeying your parents, dishonoring God by taking his name in vain, you have sinned against God Almighty. You have broken his Ten Commandments, and so have I, because the Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and because of our wicked sins we're going to die for our sins. Because the Bible says the wages of sin, the payment of sin, is death. Our bodies are going to go to a grave, but we will go to hell immediately upon death. The real us on the inside, and we'll be tormented 
and burn forever. Jesus Christ, by the way, by the way, preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than he did about heaven. And so he suffered and he bled and he died on the cross for our sins to pay our sin debt. And he's saying to us freely to believe in him, trust in him, have faith in him, depend upon him, and he will save you. He will save your soul from hell. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Believe in him tonight. For the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All you have to do is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart that he died for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Call upon his name, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And pray and ask him to save your soul. Please follow me if you want to be saved. Follow me in the sinner's prayer, believing in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, so that you can be saved from this untoward generation. Call on his name and ask him to save you. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I know that I am a wicked sinner and that I have done evil in your sight much evil. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, in faith believing, I believe with all of my heart, Lord Jesus Christ, that you suffered you bled and you died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose from the dead by your power and your might. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Save my soul from the eternal burning hell and the power of sin. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and help me to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. And now, dear friend of mine, if you truly believed in your heart in Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, the King of kings, and Lord of lords, 
and you call upon his name in sincerity and you uh, prayed and asked him to save you, then according to the holy word of God and to the holy words of Jesus Christ, the Holy Bible, you are now saved from hell and you're saved and on your way to heaven. To help you, to help uh, grow in the faith and to become the strong, sturdy Christian disciple that God wants you to be. Please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. It is a free download. Just download it free of charge. You, you don't ever have to pay a dime and just read it. And do what it says according to the word of God, the Holy Bible, so that you can grow thereby. Grow thereby. Pardon me. And email us and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you and pray for you. If you have a special prayer request, send it, send it in at any time. And uh, we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Now, Daniel, Ezekiel, we're going to continue with the first sermon. But I'm just going to add on some personal things. Really, in this case, the Word of God. But it comes from a personal uh, family article, extended family article and uh, how I am confronting wokeness in my own family. Because oftentimes these kinds of things do not uh, reach people until they understand uh, somebody else is going through it. And so we want to pick up reading at 1 Corinthians Chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. And so, I want all of my extended family members to hear and hear well. My immediate family, my nuclear family my children and grandchildren. I want you to hear me well from the Word of God here. If you're living an unrighteous lifestyle, if you're living an ungodly lifestyle of living in fornication, you're living in adultery, uh, you were married and you divorced now, or you married a divorced person and you're living in adultery, unrighteous, you're living unrighteously, ungodly, Uh, you're living in the abomination of homosexuality and the abomination of lesbianism, you're going to hell. There's no two ways about it. Because a born-again Christian person is going to get out of it, is going to confess it, repent of it, and go on with their lives. That's the whole point that I am not only trying to make to you, I'm trying to make that case to thousands of other people. 
do not deceive yourself thinking that you're saved and you're living in homosexuality. You're living in the abomination of homosexuality. You're living in the abomination of lesbianism. You're living in the abomination of adultery, the abomination of fornication, shacking up, drunkenness, rioting, uh, party hard lifestyle, living in, por in, porno in pornography, Whatever it is, if you're living in it and you love it and you're not convicted by it, then there's something wrong somewhere. And if you're not led to repent of it, there's something wrong somewhere. If you have a maintenance man coming by or a maintenance woman coming by, you have a bull peep coming by once or twice a week, or you have uh, Sylvia coming by two or three times a week and you're committing fornication and adultery and you're trapped in it and you don't want to leave it. See, that's a, that's a sign that you're not saved. And by the way, you're not addicted to sex. You're not addicted to pornography. You're not addicted to alcohol. You just want to do it. You're not addicted to drunkenness. You just want to do it. Admit it. Acknowledge it. God already knows about it. You need to do it. You need to acknowledge it yourself. Neither fornicators. Neither fornicators nor idolaters. You got idols in your heart, on your computer, in your house, nor adulterers. That includes divorced people living in adultery, uh, convince you to live in adultery. The man already had a wife and children and then you are going to be suckered into that and now you're living in adultery because you wanted to do it. You knew better, but you wanted to do it. Don't blame people who tried to tell you not to do it. You wanted to do it and it's turning out terribly in your life. You feel like you're being used. You feel like you're a second class citizen. Anytime she calls, he goes. And yes, they're still having sex. And they're probably having better sex than you'll ever have with him because they got it like that. Now you're feeling lonely, you're feeling betrayed, you're, you're copying an attitude now where as you said before, uh, you, I know you have another family, I know you got to be gone some time with your children and so forth, uh, who are just as old as I am. and other such foolishness, nor the effeminate, that means men who act like women, who want to be like women, who want to put makeup on and 
wear little sweet earrings and dresses and high heels, which is an abomination against God Almighty. They're going to hell. And see, more pastors, see, I told pastors that more of you should have told these people and preached this to the people that if you live your life like this, you're going to hell. That'll stop a whole lot of stuff. It would have. It's too late now. Abusers of themselves with mankind. Nor thieves, people who steal for a living, it seems. Nor covetous, you're never satisfied with what God has blessed you. You're always looking at what other people have. Nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. I say this to my extended family, my wife's family, her mother, her aunts, her siblings, my mother, my uh, sisters, uh, and my extended family. I heard that we may have one or two in, in, in in the family, they got some sugar in the tank. I don't know them. Uh, they've never told me, and they dare not tell me. That's one of the reasons why they hate, because they, they know they can't talk to me about that. Because I believe a man ought to be a man, and interested very much so in beautiful, fine, fat women that God has made for a man. Like a glove. Uh, for you little weak effeminate men let me tell you something there's nothing more exciting than a woman on God's green earth so, uh, and, and let me tell some of you men who uh, you're so mad at your wife you don't have sex anymore and you hate her and she's this and that and so forth so let me tell you something you're acting very stupidly you're the man in that household be the man and be happy and be at peace and ravage your wife as many times as you want to. Okay, God wants you to do that. And she wants it too. And this little peck on the cheek and little pick and all that. Uh, uh, she needs some ravaging. And you need to be the ravager. I didn't say rape, I said ravage, like the Bible talks about. She can handle it. And, uh, but you got to have the fire in your belly. You don't need any pills. You need the fire, the manhood fire in your belly. Okay? And, uh, evidently, some of you men don't understand. You got to start it. You got to start the fire. She's not going to start the fire. She doesn't have anything to start the fire with. You got to start the fire, son. Uh, ain't neither one of you getting anywhere. See, and there's nothing more exciting than a fine woman. Wine is not exciting than a more more exciting than a fine woman. 
nothing on God's green earth, see. And I, I want to say to you, you evangelical men, pastors, Southern Baptists, National Baptists, all of you, uh, yes, it is worth keeping your wife if she is having and willing to have sex with you two or three times a week. Yes, the marriage is worth keeping. That's right. That's, that's extremely valuable if you have any sense, unless you're an effeminate. And having that wonderful license and that wonderful blessing that she's right there beside you or near you where you can touch her and all that, that you're supposed to be doing as a man, the marriage is worth keeping. No matter how bad she might be otherwise, the marriage is worth keeping for that alone. That's a benefit. That's a husband with benefits. Not friends with benefits. A husband with benefits. I believe that that phrase, friend with benefits, has been one of the most demonically destructive things in uh, society among young people down through the years. Your conscience is messed up. Your conscience is not clear. You feel dirty. You feel nasty. That's why you need to get married and keep all of that in marriage. I try to tell you that God is all about boundaries. He wants you to stay within those boundaries. He'll bless you in those boundaries. I know you don't want to hear it, but it's true. Okay, tremendous blessings are in those boundaries. The marriage bed is undefiled. All other bears, whoremongers, and the whores are going to be judged by God. So if the Lord tarries is coming tomorrow, we'll pick it up at Romans chapter 1, verses 26 through 28.